welcome back to Place and Time. On this episode, I continue my conversation with Pedro Coquineo, also known as Batida. If you missed the first half of our conversation, you can find that in the previous episode. In this episode, we talk about his worldwide FM radio show and his new album, both called Neon Colonialismo, his film, The Almost Perfect DJ, and some of the best ways to find music and culture in Lisbon. However, first we talk about his relationship with dance and how that links with his music and a general sense of creativity. When I started performing uh, in front of my family, music and dance they were the same thing um i later then discovered that in some in some communities and uh, cultures it's actually the same word music and dance uh and then people say like okay but what should we do about like uh, a ballad and 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 in in those cultures that kind of musical approach when you are just melancholic and sad and it's not danceable they just say okay it's just a person lamenting something and then i find it so beautiful like okay that's cool it doesn't have to be music just someone lamenting in such an a more interesting way than just uh talking uh for an hour about how life is 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 bad so yeah so so that's the way in those contexts they separate but in my head music was always connected with dance um and so yeah and then if if i think about samba uh in brazil uh, or if i think about samba in angola or kazukuta or uh uh yeah mostly those uh actually any 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 music form you know i was not going through a few ones uh all of them are connected with movement and movement is connected with the music so actually you don't really know what started first and probably you don't have to because they probably happen at the same time you start playing and someone starts dancing or the opposite you'll never know and you'll be eating at some point so yeah it's related with again with food with getting together with with having an experience together and dance has to be there and so um yes so yeah maybe this is a sentence dance just has to be there uh if i was an amazing performer that would dance in a certain way probably i wouldn't have the need to have dancers but as i don't feel uh comfortable on expressing myself publicly uh dancing i i like to give that responsibility to people that just dance and what i did was like since the beginning again with my cousins when i was i don't know eight years old or seven or six or five and i would put on performances i would always involve choreographies and at some point and that was not really something that I was conscious about it. It was just there. And then watching to all these people uh, making music and always dancing. Uh, Bongo would always bring dancers. Ngola Ritmos would always bring dancers when they would go to the TV. So for me, when I did my first ever performance uh, under this uh, this name, because I had a different name before, that also had dance. And the show started with the dance. But uh, when I did this this first presentation, in, and it was in Brazil, oddly, because I was there to present a movie, and the movie, of course, also featured lots of dance. It was about Luanda, and uh, yeah, there was not still uh, at on that first one. It was not uh, already there the dancer, but everyone that was on stage was invited to dance. So it was not a band; they were invited to be people dancing on stage. But on the second one, the, the the second time I got on stage, I immediately took two dancers from a, a company called Batotuyeto that I started uh, talking with, and they they are a company that works with kids, um, not only from Angola, but the association is Angolan, but but the, the kids they can be from anywhere, and and I started go, going back to them because they 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 were. Their, their goal was to keep golden dancers alive and, and the memories alive. So I thought that could be a good way to start off. But then I would start like twisting things like the, instead of going dressed as proper, whatever people think it's an African person dancing uh, or representation of an ethnical memory, uh, I would, I would um, push them to use trainers and, and, and Adidas uh, clothing and stuff. So we would dance 
not in the New York way of what it is, the African-American identity of a dancer, like no Afro jazz or whatsoever, but definitely Chokwe dances done by young kids uh, dressed as the, if they were on the street, but not replicating Kuduru, but replicating old dances mixed with Kuduru and all sorts of dance forms we could bring to them. And then I started adding stories on each track because that's what dance also is used to. So in Bazooka, I tried to choreograph it in a way it would portray what the track is about. Mm. Uh, there's video there, of course. Then the video comes from archive investigation that I did on the National Archive looking for original footage from all the wars, independence and civil wars. So it was almost literal, like almost like in a cold cut kind of way, very literal, like almost word by by image. Mm. Uh, every time a certain word would come, bazooka would come the weapon. So people are not um, distant from that reality that actually the chorus refers to someone throwing a bomb. And then it's it's about the, the, the story of the track specifically is about this guy that was drafted by the militaries to fight throughout the whole the, 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 the all wars so he started fighting for independence and then he started fighting from uh or sa- started fighting on the on the left side of things and then on the right side of things and then he ends up with no family lost in luanda with no relatives and asking like who is my mom and who is my father is it the left side or the right side and that's pretty much the story of the track is like a country that went through all these wars and, and people kind of ended uh with no family and with no relations with no memory with no uh with with, with no yeah with, 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 with no single attachment to a, a a more ancestral connection so they are just dealing with the violence that that the city is and the trek is about that it's like coming from that really deep moment of i don't know such a uh a deep percussion moment such a uh, you it's actually the original sample comes from a very joyful merengue track that it's it's just something that you should dance to and, and not think of too much about war and it ends up being a, an electronic uh, like as you say like a dance floor uh, i don't know momentum that ended up happening and still happens every time i play it. it's like it's a very deep and strong dance floor track but then if you want to you can dance to it and go crazy about it, but if you want to dig deeper through the video or to the live performance, you'll see that it has loads of layers and layers and layers. So my work with the dancers is most of the times like when when I go live, I want to give the opportunity to who's watching to just to dance to the track. If you don't know how to dance, you can see how you can dance to it. And if you see how you can dance to it, eventually you will learn more about the track. And that's what I do on every track with every dancer that I work with and um, I work more with dancers than with musicians actually uh, and 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 I and I keep um, we remain friends till today every person that I danced with and danced to me or to whatever I want to rep- to to refer on stage um, we, we we remain friends because it's a very deep uh, relation I appreciate and I admire a lot the talent of dancing it's probably my favorite art form and uh yeah even when i dj if i have the budget too i like to bring someone to dance to because it's like almost like without it's like if i could i would have brought someone to be talking to you uh, just dancing but as it is a podcast <laughs> it's it's it probably wouldn't work but yeah the, the easiest way would be to have um uh like someone always with me almost like translating what i'm saying into movement because it's more subtle more i don't know open and and at the same time it may be more accurate at some point because it's not about the way i can find the right words it's more about the main physical instinct that you want to to convey in that in that moment so yeah dance is key for me and uh, dancers are like a big part of my my work and my path and i'm always thankful to the trust that they put on in my hands Brilliant. And you mentioned DJing because I was going to talk about the sort of difference between the live show and DJing and your your film, um, The Almost Perfect DJ, your project, The Almost Perfect DJ. Could you explain how that came about and 
and and the the message behind the project, the Almost Perfect DJ. The Almost Perfect DJ, the performance started probably six years ago, and um, it was um, it, it happened at the same time as I as I was almost on the tip of my of my 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 huge burnout uh, that started somewhere around 2013 or something right before the Konono album and then uh, I did my second tour I did the tour with Konono or a few shows with Konono and the album um, and then um, I started feeling really 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 tired really tired and uh, somehow frustrated on putting my live shows on because they were really heavy like about 10 people on the road and a few um, technical needs that's most of the times on the musical scene people are not ready to deliver such as a video screen these days it's it's okay but by then it was like do you really need video to make a live show yes i do mm. uh do you really need dancers don't don't you what do you think about bringing more musicians like no 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 dancers are exactly the same in terms of importance for me so trying to to bring this on stage and and to because if you if you are like a very popular artist or if you give lots of money uh for people to to get from your performance if everyone is happy with the money they are getting you can ask for whatever you want to you can ask for drugs you can ask for illegal stuff they they will happen for you but if it's if you are just an interesting artist uh an artist that some people give value, but uh, you don't give that much money or you don't sell that many tickets, things started start being very challenging. So yeah, it was very challenging for me to put the show as I wanted to on the road. And um, gladly, I, I was I was supported, of course, by my fantastic booker, Clementine, and also in Portugal, Filipe, and everything was going well, but uh, it was really tiring and draining to make it work. And so... At some point, while thinking on what should I do next, or at the same time, I felt that I, if I would go on on a DJ mode, because people were asking for that, oh, don't you do DJ sets, something more simple, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, the first bit, maybe I can do DJ sets. I'm about the simple, I'm not sure. Let, let me see. So I started like looking at how the DJs were being portrayed at the time and how they would put themselves on stage. And it was quite ridiculous because in one hand you would have like underground DJs being forced to be on stage and then to scream and to do, to be perform like performers as opposed just to be musical wizards or selectors. They were like, Oh, you should talk to the audience or you should throw your hands in the air. You should, I don't know, scream. Um, you could feel that and at the same time you you could see like DJs getting reaching I don't know situations that you would never think about like going into sta stadiums or huge festivals and uh, it looked like just playing records was not enough so I don't know all sorts of things happened throwing cakes and I don't know so many yeah. things happen and still happen on stage uh, that I was like, yeah, this is okay. I would love to have these resources to make something different <laughs> and this money to pay to dancers and, and to make something, but I don't. So what can I do with the lack of resources that I have that can somehow match what they are doing or at least to relate to that? And that's why I, why I came out with, with the performance. It was my way of doing the same thing that the other DJs were doing, but, uh, like somehow acknowledging that uh, I cannot throw cakes or I cannot have all the smoke that, that the others have, but I have other things. Mm -hmm. And instead of being just like sad about it, I was trying to mock on that and, and to have fun with, with the people that were working with me. So yeah, the first attempt was a total flop. I did it on Eurosonic. It was a huge failure, but then I kept on doing it. And, and even while I was really sick, I kept on developing it. And then there was a point where I felt that maybe people think that I'm crazy. Maybe people think that I'm just eccentric or just totally off. But I really believe on this, um, this that I want to say. And so I will take on the opportunity of making it on a, in a proper place. And I had a few to 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 film it and then to transform it into a, a movie so mm -hmm. people can watch it so even if it instead of being of being one of those situations where i'll be old 
and be talking about this thing that I that I've done when I was 30 or something. I can just show the movie and this is it. It was as bad or as good as you want to to think about it. And this is it. So it was almost like a survival of what I wanted to uh, a desperate survival attempt for me to 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 make it tangible. It's like this this performance happened and this is how how, how it happened. And this is what was behind it. So yeah, the intention was about not letting that performance uh, die, or letting that idea to be completely uh, forgotten, and 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 at the same time to highlight everything that could not be so obvious within the performance itself, like my personal social context and uh, the story behind each gesture within the the performance. So and again adding another layer, which was to film it and to direct it as a movie. So yeah, it's doing the same thing and then something on top of it. Um, so it was like, let me make a DJ set that I can, I can feel motivated to do. And then let me do a movie about what it was to make something that was not exactly a, a hit, but that it, it had its up and downs. Like the, the, it started as a big down, but then I ended up playing at Bozar in Brussels, which was great. I played in Web Summit in Lisbon, which was great, and people were crazy about it. And then I also went to Abu Dhabi, uh, and it was also great. I played it in London on a street art festival that was also great. So I had actually I had amazing moments, and that kind of also highlights. And the movie also shows that highlights this idea that it's what it is to be successful or not like this show was actually quite successful in the way that every time that I presented it except for the first one people were always like uh very passionate about it but uh because it was not selling tickets or it was not normal or it didn't fit in a particular way of things it was not live it was not dj it was not theater it was not something else um it kind of just faded away. So the movie was a reaction to it. Like, yeah, okay, I know maybe it's not something that you were asking for it, you, the industry. But uh, yeah, I think this is important. So the movie is just me saying like, okay, so this was a kind of a failure, but it was not. So honoring everyone involved, including the audience that attended to the shows, I would like to leave this memory and this reflection. And this is it. And this is about not aiming for perfection or accepting that uh, aiming for perfection is a is a failure uh, because you will always fail and that will be in the end the success of that process is that you will fail every time and that's that's pretty certain so yeah it's about that and it's about me having a huge uh, burnout and how to deal with that creatively In terms of, of DJing, you've sort of moved on to DJing on your on your radio show, the uh, Neon Colonialismo, would that be the yeah. cor- correct way to pronounce it, um, yeah. on, on sadly, now, like, Worldwide FM is now finished, for the, or taking a break, I think was the, um, but I thought maybe we could t- take a moment just to sort of celebrate that show and the radio station and talk about, um, talk about the radio show, um, because for me, that was certainly a great source of hearing new music. I, I always look forward to to hearing the show each month. And this this weekend, in your preparation for this interview, I I, I sort of went through the back catalogue of shows, which was an immensely enjoyable experience. So thank you for bringing this music to my to my attention and you know um, sort of amplifying that that culture. Um, so how did the radio show come about? Was that something off the back of the Almost Perfect DJ project, or was it just an idea to do something, something brand new? Um, I, I always 
positioned a bit. Uh, first of all, thank you for for thanking me, <laughs> and thank you for for giving the show uh, a, a purpose or fulfilling its purpose, which is actually to amplify and and to reach out people that may be interested on on those things. Being those things, music coming out of countries that have Portuguese as a common language and that may do things that are not exactly as uh, other countries they are they have its unique they have their own unique uh, way of making things and all the artists are different but yeah definitely there's something common not only the language but the languages because then we have Creole we have all the the original languages from each country so yeah there's a vast um even just but brazil is is incredible and we all know that and the worldwide fm was already paying attention to it but still there's always like when when i listen to the worldwide fm and even giles there's always uh, a big attention to jazz and soul and eventually like good taste music but there's always like a, another space of music that people may not believe that it's just such a good, good taste music or i don't know so refined that i truly believe that they are refined in a different way and sometimes they may not be refined but the melody is just amazing or the vocals are very special so i i think it's important not just to try to be again uh um coherent or very tasteful or whatsoever but more about it's like with food it's like not being just so uh, gourmet and maybe sometimes accepting that there are, just, there are just certain types of food that are just popular and very normal and cheap that they are just great and they will make you as happy as the others if not more sometimes so yeah and not i'm not talking about fast food just talking about all sorts of food and then so, so when 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 the opportunity came i could have done many things on that show and being more playing on the safe side and going after the good taste and or just the abstract side of things or the, yeah, you can do all sorts of exercises. But I do think that even if you look at the Worldwide FM, there was not a single show that I can remember that, that would do that exercise of being open about what was going on. So if there were like 10 shows, maybe I could go abstract, minimal, I don't know, silent, just sounds, uh, I don't know listening to the nature uh, of those countries but because there was not a, the, the single show and still there is not today i felt that maybe it could be good to have one that would embrace all uh, these things under this umbrella of we have portuguese as a common language mm -hmm. so that was the thing and and for me uh, on radio i love radio it's probably one of my together with dance it's probably my second not second in, in terms of positioning but chronologically speaking a passion uh i do love radio i find it I, I don't know it's probably the same way people that write only talk about writing as opposed to cinema it gives you the possibility to create images and to be listening to it while you do other stuff so it's it's i don't know i just love radio i love the objects i love i love everything i love the it's so much uh, inspiring than TV, for example, mm. which the position is always like a Simpsons position, like everyone on the sofa looking at it. Yeah, that's cool to be together. That's cool. But radio also allows you to listen to it together, but but it gives you space for you to be doing all other sorts of things and referring to what you are listening. So I love radio. I love the objects. I love boom boxes. I love everything. And I have loads of radios uh, as a collection. So I like that. And then there's this thing that like with the internet i i always felt that at some point we would need curators because there's so much information that i think it's cool that someone kind of puts you uh, a good selection of things and then if, if you want you can go and follow your own path uh, you don't have to keep that person as a priest or something but it's cool to 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 curate a certain area and the best area that you should curate probably and this is just me it's one that you feel familiar with not necessarily to know everything about it but just to feel familiar familiar so when you talk about it it's a story that you can tell it's not something that you have to study too much about it um and then yeah that, that's how the show came about it's like maybe uh maybe and this was always my my biggest um uh thought be behind everything that i did on the radio was like what uh, among all of the things that i love 
which is which one is not being done just now and what 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 will be the most useful not the most successful but the most useful so maybe on that worldwide fm context where you have so many like uh like amazing curators like uh people i don't know like having like louis vegas and francois kevorkian and giles himself like curating stuff i'm not going to suggest anything close to to what they are suggesting like i shouldn't do that it's just i don't know it doesn't make any sense um i will listen to them if i need to so i should do something that they are not doing and and, and no one is doing so that's that's my biggest contribution to to the worldwide fm and to people that are listening to it so i did it and i felt it was it was great to do uh i never felt that i was being redundant the team always gave me like um, great feedback and i got like very nice and precious feedback from listeners that were discovering stuff i could feel that some dj's were picking s- stuff from there which also which is also great some artists were feeling like somehow le- uh, recognized by featuring on on that show so yeah it was great to share and it was definitely a, an exercise that i that i that i usually do um so I felt it was really it was really good to do. But unfortunately, yeah, these things, if you don't have numbers, if you don't have, if you are not like selling loads of tickets or if you don't have millions of views, if you only have like a hundreds or a thousands, maybe if you if you have like a big amount of people, these days it doesn't seem it's 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 like with with elections. You don't consider it a white votes, you don't consider it like minorities, you don't you are always like focused on the left and the right, the blue and the red, uh, the two big ones. You don't pay attention to all the other nuances. Uh, we are oversimplifying things. So yeah, I know life is short, but uh, yeah, we should, I don't know. It just feels more enriching if you if you have um, samples from bits and 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 other bits from other other parts. So. Yeah, the Worldwide FM was was like this big uh, platform with people coming from everywhere in the world and trying to share uh, lots of small phenomenons or small stories that may be big in their own countries, but not in a global context. And it's a shame that it's it's, it's it paused for a while, but at the same time, that's the sad side of things. But the good side is that actually we all contributed to a, an archive and the archive is done. So it's not a perfect archive. It's just the archive that, as with any archive, so it's, it was done and it's there and people can listen to it. Uh, so I don't know, maybe even if it was just a normal radio where people would broadcast and then at the end there was no recording and it would be lost on everyone's memories, even the sentence itself, it's too strong. Like nothing is lost. If it's in someone else's memories, it's already great because it will transform people's lives somehow. But still, uh, with modern times, we, you can you can have that impact on, on on everyone's memories. But still, you can go back and listen to it, and you can point other friends to go back and listen to it. So, yeah, it was a great experience, and I'm happy that uh, the archive is there. Even though I like the uh, the short uh, life uh, thing of of making radio, like uh, not 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 surviving to to live. Uh, I do think in this case it, it's useful to to keep an archive from it. So, uh, and that actually keeps me feeling well about the work that was done, and not just like something that you just threw away. Mm. So, yeah, it's great. It's great. It was great. It still is great. Giles is still making his own show, and I'm sure it will be transformed into something else in the future. And if not, people will. We'll we'll go to other radio stations and and try to to keep doing what they are doing, um, in in other art forms. Even DJs, I'm sure that we all learned out of that freedom that is playing records on the radio. It's very different from playing to a dance floor. It gives you a bigger freedom to do it. I'm sure that was all ins- that was really inspiring for all the DJs involved, all the club DJs, for us to be more open and and brave about uh, the tracks that we play on the dance floors.
totally unrelated to your album with the same name, Neon Neon Colonialismo, um, (laughs) came came out just as the, uh, as you prepared your last show for Worldwide FM. Um, To me, from listening to that album and having listened to your shows, the album feels a bit like a family affair. You've got lots of collaborators whose music I've heard Mm -hmm. maybe on the shows. I think you did a collaboration with uh, with Bonga as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which must have been a must have felt like a sort of almost like a three sixty moment, like from listening to yeah. when you, you were young. So maybe just uh, talk a bit, a little bit, about the process of um, putting together the the new album. Yeah, it's been exactly as you pointed. The the, the worldwide FM was not uh, planned. It was almost scary how how perfect it was. Because yeah, that's exactly how it happened. The album came out and the show just ended, uh, and the station ended. <laughs> it's just it's like a very dramatical moment. But uh, yeah, at the same time, it's almost like it didn't die. It 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 it, it evolved to something else. So it's not a radio show anymore. It's not a neon piece. It's a record these days, and it still is a neon piece, and it still is a radio show that you can go back to. But uh, yeah, it started. Uh, this album took me a while to do because, as I told, I had a, a big uh, health issue um, to deal with throughout the last year. So I struggled a lot with mental health issues, and it was very difficult for me to 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 make an album or to conclude things. Still, I worked a lot like crazy. I did movies. I did the Akokwe project. I did the Konono album. Uh, I did a few remixes. I did radio shows. Uh, performances and then uh and then i started like having some lost tracks that i was doing uh, during this process like some tra- a track from 2014 and another from 2015 so i started like putting them together and i had lots of them unfinished or 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 finished but like not certain what what should i do with them and after a while i started like finding a connection between all of them and then finding a connection of not all of them, but some of them, these these ten tracks. So there were some that that were left uh, because they were not connected with this family of tracks. But I started feeling a sense of familiarity be- between all of them, and uh, the collaborations and the type of sound that I would like to chase. And um, yeah, but but they I didn't look I didn't uh, chase these tracks. Uh, it, it was more like they happened and. And I kept on doing them, and then at some point they made sense together under this neo-colonialism name. But um, yeah, for example, I don't know the, what can I say about, about Bonga. We we have been talking for some years. We started talking about civil issues, social issues. Uh, we had some performances that we did together that were just great. Him being part of. Uh, a crew that I had to put together for a Red Bull event where I was supposed to have a fa- like a crew to to have kind of a sound clash situation that we didn't take seriously on on the on the on the clash but just on the on the on on the representation side and I was fortunate enough to have Bonga as my as part of my team so it was great Brilliant. and 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 from that moment that that happened lots of years ago we kept on talking and talking and talking we trade messages and i think i can say we are friends i I was in his birthday for for sometimes he was on mine so it's really it's really nice to have this this because it's it's not something that i ever thought about it but it just happened the same thing with voto the guitarist uh on on kazukuta track um we met and we, we we kind of immediately I don't know. We 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 connected. The same thing with with Myra. She approached me uh, before our manga album to do something together. At the time, I was not okay to do it, but we kept this wheel of doing something together. Sometime later, and we kept on talking. And then at some point, we were just talking and talking during lockdown and trading ideas and and me sending her ideas and at the same. At the same time, we kept on talking about the world and where our mind space was at the time. And um, yeah, it, it, all, each track has, has its own story, but it's they are all always about me meeting someone, me liking someone and, and being uh, liked back and uh, having um, 
something stronger than than just us in common to convey. Uh, for example, uh, the first track is just me um, finishing a production that I started with Satellite when he came to Portugal, uh, and he came to Portugal to play opening for me in one show in 2014 and then he stayed and at the time i invited him to go to my garage and kind of welcomed him i uh, we traded sweatshirts and and a heater and lots of hugs and a conversation and that track was set so that's how it started and it's the first track and it's it's about welcoming someone and then the second track is bonga me kind of playing with samples from his best song ever and 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 using just a bit of his voice saying the mm part which is kind of his blueprint not a word just just a feeling um then i have the, my, the track with myra Pote that i met w- w- within the africa express context and and then i keep going on and on it's it's, it's, it's they are mostly about people that i met and that i connect strongly about uh, like uh, ethical values or social values or just um loving what they do and being loved back so every track is about uh connection and and also the need of wanting to say something some some of them more than others of course but but most of them are are about this this basic setup of loving a person and 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 their work and being loved back and and then finding something in common to 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 convey like a word or an idea or a feeling or a history and the whole album is pretty much uh about that and the, putting it under that name it was more like a i, I always like find okay i could just call the album three or four five best of something like that but it's it's always an opportunity i didn't use on the first albums but uh, it's always an opportunity to to start the conversation or to to kind of give a hint on on where my head is and i thought that maybe this time the first one didn't have a name it was just about me batida second one is about being number two and having the very minimal goal of telling people how to say two in portuguese because most of us know how to say dos but not dois so yeah but then on this one i felt like hmm, maybe i should just direct a bit more where my head is and what we want to talk about and uh, let me play with these words and this object that I did. And again, it was an object that I did some years ago and it kind of it was funny when it happened. People find, oh, so interesting. And then it dies. Mm. But uh, but it's like something that I always do with the same amount of effort and I put my soul into it. And so sometimes it's just too sad to see things being so, um, okay, so this is, okay, this is done. No, it's not. This is something that can, can keep on being talked through. So maybe I should use this as a radio show and then maybe it could evolve to an album so i'm not so uh stressed on having new ideas i prefer to work on the ones that i had on under a different light or to give it a different energy because this new uh excitement and it's 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 fake because if you do the same post on social media uh, every week you will have different reactions because most of us will be looking at it as if it was new because we haven't seen it the last time. So it's not, I don't want to fool people, but it's just like, yeah, time is not so fast as you are thinking about it. Uh, we are very slow and we are very short uh, in terms of life. So I'm sorry, but uh, I, I will not be able to convey like a hundred ideas or to provoke or be part of like so many changes that I would love to. So maybe I'll try to focus on these ones, be open to all the others, of course, and open to work on new things. But there are certain things that I would like to repeat, not in a copy-paste kind of way, but like doing them again, as if it was a new meal, a new live performance, a new conversation, a new interview, a new podcast, as opposed to be doing always the same things uh, over and over and over and over. And replying the right answers uh over and over but eventually exposing myself to 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 a certain novelty factor that 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 comes from doing the same things not in the same way but accepting uh, the reality of that moment and and the failure of you trying to make them sound uh perfect or whatever mm. um, and so i think this album was kind of that trying to make 
an album that was like the first one. On the first one, I tried to be coherent and being more like, this is my first and last album because I never thought on making an album. So this one is about um, putting the 70s music uh, uh, clashing with the 90s or 2000s music. And this is it. This is my version of uh, what Kuduru and, and Golden House could be and, and Golden Hip Hop. Bye. That was it. And then on the second, oh, I still have a few songs that I've done on the process because I do, I'm enjoying making music and I may have a few things to say more. This is it. Bye. <laughs> then I kept, I kept saying like, so this is it. This is done. And then when, when I go back to do, do something, maybe I'll do something new for myself because it won't be new uh, soon. Just something completely off. Not sure why, what, but I've been opting more to do like instead of just making music trying to make a choreography for a certain piece or a video or a movie or a radio show or a theater piece i'm more motivated on doing the same thing under different lights and perspectives and just trying to bring these new ideas genius ideas that i don't know exactly what that is One final, one final question, uh, and this is more a sort of uh, location-based uh, question back to to Lisbon. If uh, if I was getting off a plane, uh, Lisbon Airport, and I wanted to go somewhere to check out some amazing music, where would be the first place I should go in in Lisbon to uh, to find yeah. s- some music that will open my eyes? Uh, if you, if you didn't have too much time, I would say go to a nice restaurant and, and connect yourself to the internet and start and ask me for links so I can send you links and you can eat and look around you. <laughs> but, uh, if not, I would give you like a playlist and also would advise you to, to take on a train or a bus and just wander, uh, on the city and kind of to to listen to the same music you already listen but experience it within the space and looking at people to see how does that relate with the space because most of the parts there's this big uh, difference between what people think about like what the Lisbon sound is and what the Lisbon city then is there they are very different things it's like thinking oh I want to go to New York to understand hip-hop and then you go to Manhattan it's like okay I'm sure that Fab Five Freddy was there at some point and Grandmaster Flash and all the guys that came downtown to, to, to do it. But then you would have to go uptown if you would like to experience. Um, and if not, you would surely have to use the same underground going up and down to understand what the differences are between being uptown and being downtown. And, and how does that translate to music? that would probably be a good exercise. That's what I did when I went to New York mm. the first time. I just wandered. I, for four days, I just wandered on the streets, like up and down, and 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 buying records, just walking. I, I haven't seen the Statue of Liberty, Ground Zero that just happened three months before. Uh, I didn't saw anything. I went to the CBGB, of course. I, mm. That one I had to, because it was really close to where I was staying. I just needed to go there and look at the, at the door, and then I moved. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I just walked up and down, up and down, up and down, just feeling people and eating and trying to, I don't know, to have an image on on, on my own of what the city is mm. and the differences that they, that exist. So, yeah, talking about location, I would say, like, listen to all the records that you love, that you relate with Lisbon and listen to them while walking and eating around Lisbon. And then 
uh, call someone that you knew that, that you know uh, call me and and let's have a meal again or just go to a particular place but i would definitely say using the sintra train just going to sintra and coming back using the train to the south side and coming back they are cheap and you can see amazing landscapes and and, and, and it's perfect for me i love to to use trains and you can also go to kashkais you'll see oceans so if you use the, the the these three trains you can go straight to sintra which is a very old uh, place in outside of lisbon where you have palaces and even english uh legacy of people that are like blue blood uh, descendants living there so you can go there and feel like almost like a, a relation with 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 the uh, with the uk but at the same time in while getting there you'll see all the suburbs where i grew up and many people grow up of people that came from mm. from from the former colonies so you'll see people uh, on the side of the train and inside of the train and how do they live and 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 how it is that reality you'll, you'll see you listen to some music some people listening to to it on bluetooth speakers or something like that you'll see someone moving eventually which is great to see how, how does that happen in real life so i would say that train and then coming back to lisbon and then picking another train to Cascais, which is kind of a fancy uh monaco type of uh, area but again before between Lisbon and that point you'll go by uh Carcavelos and Paredo again another place where hip-hop started mostly dancers and and again people that came from the former colonies mm -hmm. so you'll get a bit of that uh, and the fancy side and then if you go to the south side the last station will be near another river where you have dolphins and an amazing mountain another mountain oh, wow. but in the in the in the process of getting there you will have uh, again working class people uh, listening to music and living their own life so i would say like do these train three train rides eventually another boat one to the south side too and and listen to music while eating and 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 absorbing what what the conversations are what the tone is the vocal tone uh, that that changes a lot uh the accent um feel that lisbon these days is it's it's about everything that you may um think it is but it also has a, a new layer of brazilian uh, migrants that came because of bolsonaro so you have right uh, wing people uh probably more in Cascais or, or Sintra, but more in Cascais. and then if you go to the working class you'll listen to lots of brazilian people talking musicians artists uh, lgbtq community and 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 just people that couldn't survive to to the madness that bolsonaro was putting uh and and uh you'll feel that all those layers uh Riolo, uh brazilians uh, um angolans uh, cape Verdean people portuguese people uh people with no accent at all black and white uh and yeah that, that could be the best thing to do and then if you would have more time then you could start like checking what's happening uh downtown of people coming because it, that's always a good way to start off but um then once you would sort like looks and music blocks and the downtown side of things you could start going to african clubs uh beleza is the easiest one because it's really close to music box and the downtown area then you could start like picking others to understand the differences between uh what downs downtown sounds are and what uh um the african clubs uh, sounds are and sometimes probably it's easier to find for example the prince sound within the downtown area than uh uh on the african clubs because th that's not what's playing there it's more eventually tapes like my aunt's tapes some may eventually more afro house these days but but they are still very song oriented and and and, and more like uh, mainstream oriented and not so experimental so there are all these these layers eventually you would find a specific principal party or independent parties on on on, on more um, on more social projects that you could hear what's really going on as close to the bedroom producer as possible but those are layers that you could start um checking only by using the train to start off and eating and and seeing how it goes and then you would go through layers to find all all these small stories within other stories Fantastic. And, and sometimes finding 
what's what, what what's not so obvious such as the mainstream sound that, that people don't associate so much to lisbon but th that also makes part of the lisbon sound not necessarily only the the narrative of the labels and what's fancy and inventive but also sometimes just normal music that makes people happy and that takes them through the day and that also makes part of the of the lisbon song My thanks to Pedro. You can find links to his albums, radio shows and social media accounts in the show notes. Next time on Place and Time. I enjoy like listening to the general hum of like the sounds of the, like, the city in different places because like you know because of people's accents and like the languages that they use like the hum always sounds different and and it just like in, in influences just that general atmosphere. I speak to DJ, curator and filmmaker Juba about African electronic music, finding sound and environments around you and the challenges that female DJs and producers face around the world. Until then, thanks for listening.